from Pat's Propaganda joins us now on the line to break down the Patriots' win yesterday over the Houston Texans. Find them online at patspropaganda.com or find him on Twitter, Pat's Propaganda. Mike, the uh, the first thing I I thought the biggest takeaway from yesterday was it, it seemed like the bend but don't break defense is actually back, and they're not breaking. They're actually just bending, and once again, it was field goals versus touchdowns, and touchdowns usually win. Yeah, that's very much the Belichick kind of imprint of the defense has always been a little bit, you know, and that's why I know some people are kind of concerned about the rushing yards, but again, I think that's kind of by design in the second half when you're sitting on a lead, you kind of allow those short rushing yards and try not to give up the big play that's going to get the team back in the game. Um, it, it very much looked like a Belichick defense, and I mean, it really, frankly, it looked very much like the Patriots team that we're, that we're used to seeing over the last 18 years. Talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. Um, finally, I just want to say finally, a guy who got off-season love for working out, a guy who was on the roster all last year and people thought the, the trade was a, a total a, a total washout and a total bust, but Philip Dorsett had his best game as a Patriot yesterday. Sure. And I'm hoping this isn't the Philip Dorsett highlight in a Patriots uniform. I'm hoping <laughs> he's finally found a role for himself in this offense because Lord knows they need receivers who can do the things that he did yesterday. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we've talked about it a couple times here. Uh, you know, all summer they just, they've been using him a ton. They've been throwing him out there, um, giving him a lot of opportunities. And, I mean, in training camp it seemed pretty clear that they were just basically subbing him in for the role that Brandon Cooks played. Um, but he came through with a great game. You know, I mean, he had some solid catches. I mean, Chris Hogan with only one catch was a little surprising, so he definitely needed one of the other receivers to step up. And uh, it was good to see from Dorsett. I mean, I, they seemed to like him. And it's that case with a couple different players on the team that we saw yesterday, guys, that they seemed to like. We're not quite sure why, but, you know, it showed up yesterday in a few cases. Talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. I was really impressed with the, you know, Maddie talked about the bend but don't break, but I think it was even better than that. I, I love the the pressure they put on the quarterback. I like the fact that uh, they they interchanged some personnel. I mean, one time at the goal line, my daughter said, they sent a whole group in. <laughs> they, I just think they had a good plan. They stuck with it, and, and it worked against a team that has given them fits in the past. Yeah, I think lots to be excited about with Jawan Bentley, you know, playing the most snaps of anybody in the front seven. I mean, I didn't see that coming. Uh, he was, you know, they, again, another guy that, that has really shown up in the summer and, and now is playing a significant role on defense. Um, I think they're getting a lot of guys, a lot of work. And the other, the other surprise was Keonta Davis, um, who, another guy, didn't really show up this summer that much. They kept playing him and playing him, and here he is. Uh, basically playing in the, the regular package, run-stopping kind of package before they would do, like you said, a wholesale change and Claiborne, Wise, Butler would all run on. you know. So I think that's a way of kind of extending the preseason a little bit, giving a lot of guys a lot of work as they kind of figure out who's good at what. Um, the secondary was great. Jonathan Jones came right back off of injury and, and picked up where he left off last year looking really solid in the slot. So uh, there you go with uh, you know Duke Dawson being going into IR. Uh, you don't. That isn't as much of a need now as Jones back. So everybody just looked good on defense. They looked fast to the ball. It looked like a different team, and, and it, it, it was Dante Hightower, of course, had a huge part to do with that as well. You know, a lot of people ragged on Belichick for that Bentley pick, 
you know, coming from a, a school in Purdue and, you know, that, you know, I don't think any, it's a good, it's a good school, obviously. And some, some pro players have come out of there. It's not like, you know, they really dug deep here and grabbed somebody from St. Cloud State, but he, uh, it, it was amazing that, that the way that guy played yesterday, like there were debates at the beginning of the preseason, if he was going to make the roster, now he's playing the most snaps in week one. I went to a bunch of training camp practices. I honestly thought Christian Sam was getting more of the attention early in camp. Nothing Bentley did, the limited ones that I saw at the beginning, did really to stand out. Um, but, you know, guy, three-time captain, played a ton of football at Purdue. And, you know, sometimes it's those football guys that they have, you know, measurables don't might not quite add up and, you know, gets, oh, he's a thumper. And you're like, well, we already got a Landon Roberts thumper. Why do we need another one? And, and then you see he's a lot more athletic than anybody really anticipated or, you know, as far as the scouting went. So what a huge ad- addition. I mean, that was the big spot of the offseason, wanted to improve the speed and, and at the middle linebacker position. And, oh, my gosh, look what it looks like they did. Talking with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Ball security yesterday was a huge, huge issue. I'm expecting some wet practices this week. <laughs> yeah, well, to be expected a little bit. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, overall, it might even have been a cleaner game than I was really anticipating. Um, but, you know, those are the kind of things in the first week of the season you kind of you plan for, that there's going to be some weird turnover ball security. But, you know, great fodder for Belichick to hammer him this week. Uh, I'm sure it, it's going to be a lot harder down in Jacksonville uh, under that kind of heat, uh, but they're going to have to be better at that. They know it. The Patriots are always good at not fumbling, so I, I don't think that'll be a big uh, issue going forward. Hoping, hoping like hell that that continues to be the case. That's uh, that's big. Health-wise, everybody seemed to come out yesterday minus uh, come out of it okay. Ooh. Minus Jeremy Hill, who did Yikes. not come out of it okay. I know. I mean, I and they haven't even officially ruled. You know what it is. I mean, it looks terrible i i mean i'm hoping against hope that maybe it's like that rob gronkowski in denver situation where you know you just take a hit right on the knee and it, it hurts but there's no structural damage I, I mean i don't know it looked like he broke his leg and, and i mean yeah. at least um if not you know just tore tore all the ligaments but um that, that's an unfortunate loss i think and it puts a lot of pressure on sony michelle uh and and even ralph webb down on the practice squad i mean you know the mike gillisley's gone so um, they're going to have to figure that out. And what you, I think we all know we don't want to rely on Rex Burkhead to play the next 15 games and not have any problems, even though he looked pretty good. So it, that loss will be significant. And, and I like Hill. I thought he was going to bring a lot to the offense this year. Was yesterday a case of, and I know a lot of people in the media can flip this in, in multiple ways, but I, I kind of like your, you know, your, your, your take on these things. Was yesterday a case of, because uh, you're going to hear about it a lot, you know, well, Bill O'Brien didn't call timeout on that non-Gronk catch, so once again, a team does something stupid and the Patriots take advantage. Yesterday, a game the pa- Patriots won or the Texans lost? I feel like yesterday was more of a game the Patriots won. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the other you take away the tipped ball interception and the, and the muff on the, on the punt, I mean, it might have been even worse. I mean, it was it was... Uh, you know, just a, a well-coached team. I mean, that's just what the Patriots are. They're just well-coached. They don't kill themselves, and, and, you know, they're also good on the sidelines with challenges usually and stuff like that. I mean, I know it's it's tough, and, and you know, give them credit. They ran to the line of scrimmage and got a playoff before New York could even stop it. Um, you know, so it's just it just speaks to how a well-coached football team, top to bottom, where everybody's on the same page, it, it comes out in so many different ways, and uh, this was just another example of it. 
talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Tom Brady continues to not miss a step at the age of 41. Ooh. That cliff does not... The only clip he, the cliff he's jumped off of is that one that he dove into the, ocean, uh, into the water for. That one is, <laughs> seems to be the only one that's happening right now. He looked as good as ever yesterday. That, that to me, is amazing in itself. And I, I almost think sometimes we totally take that for granted. Yeah, I, the only thing bugging me is his new helmet. I mean, I'm just all thrown off by that. I'm trying to get used to the, uh, you know, not seeing the, the one that I'm used to, the one that he's famous for. But, um, you know, I just, I was amazed at how well he moved in the pocket. You know, when the, when the play move broke down, I mean, cheaper. You go back and look at how Peyton Manning looked at the end of his career. I mean, Brady just, I mean, he's moving as well as he's ever moved in his career. So it's just, you know, remarkable, and hopefully he can continue to hold up because, you know, it, it's a long season, and at 41, those miles pile up a little quicker. It does. It really does. So you hope, you know, there's you hope there's some games where maybe they can put the pedal to the metal and make it 44 to whatever so we can, you know, I'm all about the Brian Hoyer time this year. Like, <laughs> just show me the Brian Hoyer. Yeah, or just Sony Michelle take us to victory. Yeah, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah I can go with that too. Yeah. I like that too. The the Sony Michelle. Yeah. The, the only time I want to see Brian Hoyer, by the way, is when we're up by thirty five. Like that's <laughs> kind of. I want to give it the old mercy rule. If you're up by thirty five, that's when you should see him. So that yeah. was that, that's kind of the that's kind of the big thing there. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, speaking of backup picture quarterbacks, how about our boy Jimmy uh, Garoppolo yesterday? So weird, Mike. It's like you're tuned in. Like I was going to talk about yeah. that. Jimmy, we, didn't we look tried at... not to mention that because yeah. Manny's in despair. Yeah, right. I'm a you know the NFC team has always been San Francisco, so I was expecting things. But then I, I look back on it, you know, they had multiple chances to get back into that game yesterday. Alfred Morris fumbles at the one yard line, about to go into the end zone. I mean, that's just you know you do that stuff on the road against a good team like Minnesota, you're going to lose. I mean, that's a that's one of those games I think you're going to look back at week one and be like, remember when the 49ers lost in week one to the Vikings? And you're like, man, it's going to be a long year for them. But they actually showed a lot of fight yesterday against a really tough Vikings defense. I, that, that Minnesota team is, is going to be something to watch uh, for the rest of this year because now that they've actually got a competent quarterback, uh, they're dangerous. Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, it's, it's, I mean, unfortunately for poor Jimmy, I mean, the, he, he had never, you know, lost the game, and, you know, the, the bar was set so high for him that, you know, the second he had, a, you know, a tough game, uh, people were just kind of waiting to be like, oh, you know, and it, it's always funny yesterday of all the comparisons going around of, of former Patriots and how they're doing, you know, Nate Solder, uh, Malcolm Butler, you know, those guys, we, we get the updates of, you know, whenever they're doing bad, <laughs> you always hear Patriot needs to chime out with, Oh, look at this guy. Looks like Belichick was right again. It's weird how that works. It seems like Belichick's always... Coach, you had a question there. No, I was just going to say, uh, following up on what you said about Brady moving, one of my favorite plays in the game, when you talk about how well coached they are, was late in the game when Brady scrambled, rolled to the right, threw the ball to Devlin. Devlin caught the ball two feet inside the sideline, on his knees, inbounds, keep the clock running. I mean, it was a perfect ending to how well they are coached and and why they do things so well. Yeah, I mean, Devlin had you know quite a game with four catches too. I mean, it's uh, it shows how they're kind of having to involve everybody on offense here in the early going. Um, I really would love to see Jacob Hollister back. I mean, I think this is prime time for him yeah. to to get some opportunities. So hopefully, he can get back soon. Uh, even more so, you know, with Hill kind of out, it's just one less option. So. Um, 
Riley McCarron, not so much. <laughs> Unfortunately, that punt returner situation did come back to to bite them. Can a you say bit practice there, squad? So I, <laughs> He's going to go yeah, back to the practice squad. But you I, know, I just haven't seen anything out of him. Early in the game, they mentioned uh, right off that Brady had already connected with eight different targets, which is so much him and so much like the old days, if you will, before we had people he really wanted to focus on. He always used to do that. Eight different receivers. Got to cover everybody. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I think that's what everybody, that's what makes him so good and why he's been able to withstand so many of the, these roster receiver turnover that he had to go through. I mean, it's, you know, by virtue of just playing as long as he has. I mean, he's had to do it multiple times with guys. And, uh, you know, it just shows, again, that especially give Josh McDaniels credit for, you know, involving everybody and, and you know, being able to plan. I thought, you know, kind of how they employed Cordero, Cordero Patterson was, was interesting. I mean, they're obviously going to try to get the ball in his hands multiple times a game. And uh, if they can hold out a few more games, get Edelman back, I think uh, everything will work out okay. Only three more games. So you're not thinking there's Des Bryant in our future, correct? <laughs> I I don't. I mean, you know, and it it just goes back to Dorsett. I mean, I think that was the big secret. Nobody, uh, you know, nobody would talk about him. And and I think too another thing that always bugs me is, you know, no one ever gives a chance to players uh, who haven't immediately popped in the league. There's, you know, it's, it's everybody gets written off as you know Patterson and Dorsett, you know, being first round picks and oh they're busts. Um, there's just such so much more value to having players in a system, giving them a chance to develop. I mean, you know, you look at guys like Rob Ninkovich. I mean, everybody write him off. You know, it's uh, it's just an underrepresented fact of if you didn't draft a first round pick or pay a free agent a ton of money, it's hard to get excited about those guys. But sometimes those guys come through and, and actually have a pretty good impact and come on later in their career. Well, it's always been for them about the whole team special teams included, and a lot of times they keep people just for special teams, and eventually they work into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a good way for, for guys to get involved. I mean, it's, it's, you're seeing that's how the uh, Nicholas Grigsby's comes to mind. I mean, Kai, really fast. I mean, only played one defensive snap, but you can see how they just they grab those guys and they find a little role for them and they start to carve it out. And Ninkovich is the best example you know, slowly just growing and growing and growing until the point where he's in every down defensive end. So uh, you got to give those guys a chance. Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Big game this weekend. More Tony Romo ahead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That'll be a tough one. Jags knocked off the Giants yesterday on the road. So looks like the, the Jaguars probably aren't going to lay down. A uh, little worried about this one. Yeah, great game. I mean, this is just, you know, Exciting young team that's been chirping a little bit already. You know, thinks that thinks that they should have somehow come away with a win uh, in the AFC Championship game. So you know, this is what makes football exciting. And uh, you know, as a Patriots fan, it's it's always fun watching these new teams kind of rise and uh, hopefully watching Tom Brady then dispatch them again. But um, you know, it's going to be tough conditions. And uh, you know, I'm curious to see how the Patriots respond in in this kind of atmosphere and this kind of game. So it'll be uh, it'll re- be a really interesting. First test on the road. You can catch Mike on Twitter. Look for Pat's Propaganda there or find him online at patspropaganda.com. Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda joins us each and every Monday to recap what the Patriots did the day before, usually the day before, next week against Jacksonville, and we will discuss that with him next Monday at 11 o'clock. Mike, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, right, you too. That's Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com here on the B-List Daily. 
from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network.